Section 77 of Slave Narratives, A Folk History of Slavery in the United States from Interviews with Former Slaves, Volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, Part 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Slave Narratives, A Folk History of Slavery in the United States from Interviews with Former Slaves, Volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, Part 1, by Various. An interview with Millie Henry, 82, of 713 Southeast Street, Raleigh, North Carolina. I was born a slave to Mr. Buck Boylan in Yazoo City, Mississippi. I don't know nothing about my family except my grandma, and she died in Mississippi during the war. Marster Bach owned three plantation stars, the Mosley Place, Middle Place, and the Hill Place. Me and Grandma lived at the Mosley Place. One day, Marster Buck comes in, and we sees that he am worried stiff. After a while, he gangs us up and says to us, The Yankees am a-coming to take my slaves away from me and I don't pose that they am going to do that. For them reasons, we leaves for North Carolina day after tomorrow, and I ain't going to hear no jaw about it. That day he goes over to slaves and picks out round 500 to go. He picks me out, but my grandma, he says that he will leave case she am so old and feeble. I hates that, but I don't say nothing at all. We leaves home in kivered wagons with a heap walking, and in about three weeks, I reckon, we gets to Raleigh. You should have been long on that trip, honey, when we camp side of the road and sleeps on the ground and cooks our rations at the campfires. I think that that was one spring for the surrender was the next. Master Buck carries us to Boylan Avenue, Dar, where the bridge am now, and we camps for a few days. But then he sends us out to the Crabtree Plantation. He also buys a place summers east to Raleigh and sends some Dar. I misses my grandma for a while. But at last, Uncle Green comes from Mississippi, and he says that Grandma am dead. So I pretty quick stops worrying over it. Master decides to hire some of us out, and so I gets hired out to Miss Mary Lee, who I works for, till she got so poor she can't feed me. Then I is hired out to Miss Sue Blake, and sent her to company shop up above Durham. Miss Mary was good, but Miss Sue, she whooped me, so I runs away. I went barefooted and bareheaded to the train, and I gets on. 
Atter a while, the conductor comes for a ticket, and I ain't got none. He axes me where I's going, and I tells him home. So he brung me on to Raleigh. I went right home and told Mr. Buck that Mr. Whoopby and that I runned away. He said that it was all right, and he hired me out to Miss Lee Hamilton, who lived down on the Fayette Street. She was a widder and run a boarding house, and dar's where I see the first drunk man that ever I seed. He put the back o' his knife against my neck and said that he was going to cut my throat. I tell you that I is known a drunk ever since that time. I was drawing water at the well at the end of Fayetteville Street when the Yankees comed. I see them riding up the street with their blue coat shining and their horses stepping high. I know that I ought to be scared, but I ain't, and so I stand star and watches. Suddenly, as they pass the bank, out rides two men from Wheeler's Cavalry, and they gets in the middle of the street, one of the horses wheels back, and the man shot right at the Yankees. Then he flew from there. Two of the Yankees retracts from the army, and they flies after the Rebs. When the Rebs get to the capital, one of them flies down Morgan Street, and one goes out Hillsborough Street with the Yankees hot in behind him. They catched him out dar at the Hillsborough Bridge when his horse, what was already tired, stumbles and he falls and hurts his leg. During that time, the big man with red hair, what they calls Kilpatrick, brung his men up on the square and sets under the trees, and a gang of people comes up. When they brung the young, good-looking Reb up to the red-headed general, he says, What's your name, Reb? The boy says, Robert Walsh, sir. What for did you done go and shoot at my army? Cause I hates the Yankees, and I wish that they was dead in a pile the Reb says, and laughs. The general done got his dander up now, and he yells, carry the Reb Summers out of sight of the ladies and hang him. The Reb laughs and says, kind of you, sir, and he waves goodbye to the crowd, and they carried him off, a laughing fit to kill. They hanged him on an old oak tree in the Lovejoy Grove where the governor's mansion am now standing, and they buried him under the tree. Way after the war, they moved his skeleton to Oakwood Cemetery and put him up a monument. His grave was kivered with flowers, and the young ladies cried. He died brave, though, and he kept laughing till his neck broke. I was dar and I seed it. Furthermore, there was a gang of white ladies dar, so they might as well have hanged him on the Capitol Square. The Yankees was good to me, but it sure was hard to get a job, though. 
and so I ain't fared as good as I did for the war. Mr. Buck was good to us. Sometimes he'd lose his temper and cuss. Then he'd say right quick, God forgive me, I pray. That man believed in religion. When the overseer, George Harris, would start to beat a slave, they learned to yell for Mr. Buck and make like they was getting killed. Mr. Buck had come stomping and yelling, Stop beating that nigger. Of course, this ruined the slaves, case they could talk like they pleased to Mr. Harris, and if and they could yell loud enough, they ain't got no woman. Yes, am I's glad slavery am over. We owns this home and some chickens, but we sure does need the old age pencil. I's got two fine grandsons, but let me tell you, they needs to work harder, eat less, and drink less. On account of them boys, I wants the ABC stores so they won't drink box lie. End of section 77. Read by Laura Judith Favreau. Leesburg, Virginia, July 10th, 2022.